0: got it all in control amen amen Amen. god is so good to us it's good to be in the house of the lord this morning feels like it's been a long time since wednesday some weeks just seems longer than others it's good to be back this morning welcome any visitors may god richly bless you anybody streaming may god richly bless you as well in the presence of jehovah in and out of
1: situations that tug of war at me. Oh, all day long I've struggled for the answers that I I come into his presence and all my questions become
0: couple of specials this morning. Just going to have a have a good time. We'll sing this as you bring your mission offering. After that, if Brother Joel could make his way up for his song this morning. Key of C. Just going to try the chorus. Oh,
1: I sing because I'm happy. I sing because
0: Sister Frankie could go ahead and come up for her song this morning.
2: God is so good to me. Yes, He. A cloud.
0: morning. had my wife text Sister Frankie this morning about singing. She said, I was just about to text (laughs) y'all.
3: So we have had a really rough week. Very rough. Um, and I just listen to this song over and over. I listen to it all week long basically. Um, I don't know if I'll do it any justice, but it means something to me, and I hope that it will bless y'all. And we haven't practiced, so. (laughs) (laughs) At times the road is heavy. At times the road is long when circumstances come your way and you think you can't go on when you're feeling at your weakest jesus will be strong he'll provide an answer when you've found all hope is gone he'll find a way. For I know that if he can paint a sunset and put the stars in place, I know if he can raise up mountains and calm the storm-tossed waves, and if he can conquer death forever to open heaven's gates, then i know for you i know for you he'll find Your heart is breaking with a pain that's so intense. Or you hold arm broken pieces to a life that makes no sense. He wants to lift you up and hold you, mend each torn event. Pick up the pieces that you thought had all been spent. He'll find a way. For I know that if he can paint a sunset and put the stars in place, I know if he can raise a mountain calm the storm-tossed ways. And if he can conquer death forever to open heaven's gates, then I know for you. I know for
0: that song in a world full of what people see as impossibilities. God doesn't see possibilities. God sees 100% guarantees. So thankful he saw something in me. Amen. We'll go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Um, have a couple of praise reports, um, and an announcement. We'll do the announcement first from brother Cammie says if you have not volunteered for the banquet weekend and you plan to please do so as soon as possible so they can finish compiling the lists um brother cam you'll be be meeting with all the volunteers next sunday um, the 23rd immediately after the morning service to review the plans for the weekend and answer any any questions that you may have Um, also on the 30th we'll be doing a tool party for brother kyle harris um, for their his upcoming Uh, Wedding with Sister Ashley So that will be in between the services On the 30th all the brothers are invited Lunch and dessert will be Served Um, So if you could remember those two um, And uh, Talk to Brother George Quinn Some of you may remember Pastor mentioned him I guess it's probably been a month and a half Two months ago now Where During service he found out Brother George's wife had passed And uh, I had messaged Brother George I believe that next week And it took him about a month to get back with me um but he said thank you all for your prayers he really appreciates it um said it's very hard obviously losing losing his sweetheart but he does appreciate the prayers um of the saints i've got a little bit of a ring in the wedges brother dave if you could take care of that please and then brother eugene had texted some of us brothers the other day um said wanted to give god the glory and thank him for his mercy and grace um his mom was supposed to be on chemotherapy through October and then get an operation. And his sister messaged him and said, her cancer has shrunk to half the size, to two and 2.5 centimeters. They will do no more chemo until they schedule the surgery within approximately four weeks, possibly four treatments of chemo after the surgery. So we're very thankful for that. Testimony after testimony here at Word of Life Tabernacle. God is so good to us. Um, Continue to remember Brother Caleb Campbell and the family. They had the memorial for their little girl yesterday. Um, That's just so sad. So if you continue to remember them, the Lord will continue to strengthen them. And I know the Lord has done and will continue to do so. Um, Brother Greg, could you come take us to the Lord in prayer this morning, anybody have an unspoken prayer request this morning?
4: morning Saints. how's everyone yeah as my wife said it's been a rough week right the the joys of lay out see you, but we know that we have a we have that joy and that peace that conquers all so help me as we go into uh in the presence of the lord heavenly father we come to you this morning lord lord you just know the different things that we are going through through our day-to-day lives lord Lord, we know that you have all things under control, Lord. Lord, just I pray that you hear the spoken request. We know that in your word that you will always be with us, Lord, whether it's coming to us and healing us from any of the ailments and the different things that's going on in the world or just the pressures of life, Lord. Lord, just want to give you all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory, Lord. Lord, as our pastor, as the speaker comes out to send your word to us lord i just pray that you move him out of the way lord and we just hear you hear from the throne room and you just touch our hearts lord lord please remove us from from ourselves let us understand what he is what you are saying and pray that we take those things into our lives lord and most of all i pray that we show our light to one another lord lord just want to give you all the praises all the honor and all the glory again in Jesus name we pray amen
0: Amen. Let's sing this as the brothers come receive the morning tithe and offering. Key of G. <laughs> oh, these are the days of Elijah,
1: oh, declaring the word of the Lord. Oh, and these are the days of your servant, Moses, righteousness be. Oh we
0: How much better is it going to sound on the other side? Amen. God's so good to us, isn't he? We can never thank him enough. I, wanna, I posted on Facebook yesterday I want to thank the Lord for touching me in my body, something I've been dealing with for quite a while. And no matter what symptoms come, where the devil tries to get me back, I claim I'm healed. And I ain't going to have no more of that. See? Oh, look what the Lord has done.
1: Oh, look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me. It was just in time. Oh, I'm going praise him. One more time sing it now. Look what the Lord has done. Look What the Lord has done. He
5: healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me. He was just in time. I'm gonna praise today.
1: Each day He's just the same. Come on. The Lord has died.
6: Well surprise surprise I can see it in your eyes. He was not expecting me this morning. But God still heals. Healing is in the body. The physical therapists are just completely baffled. Completely baffled at what I'm able to do at this point in time through just three weeks post-op and the things I'm already starting to weight lift weights with my leg and that usually doesn't happen until about four or six weeks and uh, riding a bicycle of course one that don't take you nowhere (laughs) and the first time I had one revolution with my left leg I just about passed out but I pressed on Ava was with me she was like dad you okay I said, I'm going to make it. I'm going to get through this. So you have to go and you know stretch it a little bit and then back up and then stretch it a little bit and then you ease it over the top and you can't do it and then you back up and you say, oh, okay, we're going to get over this mountain. You know, it's like that little, uh, little train that could. And eventually now, I'm getting on the bike now and I'm just... Because somebody touched God. I'm here this morning because somebody touched God. living witness of the hand of God a walking miracle and they keep telling me they said you keep on you're gonna be the bionic man some of you Millennials don't have any idea what that means but go search it out and You'll understand I have more metal in my body than will bone uh, but the doctor came out and told sister Lisa that it definitely needed to be done um, it was those of you that heard it it definitely definitely needed to be done and I just didn't know when was the right time, and so I felt that, that when I had it done, that it was the right time, and I honestly didn't know I'd be back this soon, uh, but I didn't want to wait too long, because when the shepherd is smitten Amen. now we've had some good ministers come through. There ain't no doubt about it. But the pastor is the one that has the burden for the shepherd, for the sheep. It's the pastor. It's the shepherd. It's not that, these, not that these other brothers don't care, but they don't have the burden of the shepherd. And he's the one that has, is, has the responsibility of feeding the sheep the food that they need and leading them into green pastures and besides still waters. Now, the evangelists that come through, they'll tear your hide up. They're not responsible for feeding you like a pastor does. Is that all right? That's the, that's, that's, the, that's the word of the, uh, of the scriptures That the shepherd is the feeder of the sheep The evangelist comes through And he just rips all the hide off of you Then he's just gone He goes back home Then i got to come pick up the pieces And pour in the oil and the wine And kind of soothe your wounds a little bit And uh, some of that's certainly been done in my absence I've been streaming <clears throat> But it was needful Amen. We still need Ephesians 4.13, the five-fold ministry. I don't care what Jeffersonville says. We need a five-fold ministry. And I thank God for the brothers that come through, and Brother Isaac and the different ones that came through and ministered. And I was blessed as I was sitting at home streaming, and, and we tried to uh, act at home as if we're in church. Um, and, and 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 some some people, you know, they just do whatever, and it's going on, and they're not even paying no attention. We try to sit still, and I, if my kids are there, I tell them to sit down, and shut up. It's church time, uh, because uh, it's that's what it's for. Uh, it's not for people to skip church and lay out of church. It's for those that need it, and uh, so I, I, I have certainly been blessed. And uh, but I had made up my mind before my surgery that I was going to be back in three weeks. Now, I I didn't tell most of you people because I wanted it to be a bit of a surprise because I was going into this surgery believing that God was going to uh, make my recovery process faster than the last time. And uh, he has certainly, certainly done that. And I want to thank God and give him praise and be that one leper that comes back to say, thank you, Lord. I don't want to fail to give him praise and give him honor because he's the one. That's the reason that I'm standing here this morning. Brother Daniel, are you in pain? Well, that's a dumb question. If somebody come in and, 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 and cut a 14-inch scar on your knee and 35 staples and took your bone out and put metal in, you'd be in pain too. Uh, but if my Jesus could walk up the Via Dolorosa in more pain than I could ever imagine, in more pain than you could ever imagine. He was beaten as no other man was ever beaten. Where his bones was exposed and his entrails were falling out. And if he could do that for me, I can certainly stand here in a little bit of pain for him. Praise the Lord. I know it gets quiet when we talk about the Calvary and what he did for us. But, and it is humbling that he did all of that just for me. Just for you. And certainly we can make a little sacrifice for him. Amen. So you don't know how good it is to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, I've got a word this morning. I've had enough time with Jesus that I've got a word this morning. And I hope you're ready for a word this morning. And you take it as if it comes straight from the throne of God. It ain't my thoughts, it ain't my ideas. God put this to, give this to me for you. So you stand there this morning as an individual and say, Lord, I accept what you have for me. And I'm going to take this as a personal word directly from you. This is what I need. Amen. God bless you this morning. Matthew chapter 19. Everybody happy this morning? I know Brother Greg, Sister Frankie had a week from hell. I've had three of them.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Betty.
6: That's all right. Bible says we joy in tribulation. Oh, that's quiet, boy. <laughs> oh, count it all joy. Because it's created in you a character that matches his and that's the one he chooses to be his bride is the one that matches his character Matthew 19 I got several scriptures but I won't read them all uh, while you're standing Matthew 19 verse 23 if I have to sit down for a few minutes you don't uh, you don't take offense to that. It has nothing to do with my mouth. But I can still talk without stuttering. Well, glory. The devil is a lie. Boy, I feel good this morning. Even with my knee, I may run around this church this morning. Praise the Lord. Matthew 19, 23, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, That a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? They acted as if everybody was rich. <laughs> Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word. You can be seated. Matthew 10. I'm sorry, Mark 10. Again, this is the this is Mark's rendition of the same happening. Verse 23 again, Mark ten twenty-three. And Jesus looked round about and saith unto, unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answereth again and saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. They were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? And Jesus looking upon them, saith with men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. I wonder how many this morning really believe that. That was a weak amen. I wonder how many this morning really believe with God all things are possible. There is nothing too hard for my God. Now in your mind, in your carnal mind, you may be saying, well, you're standing up there with, uh, with a uh, bad knee surgery three weeks ago and you're talking about what God can do and all things are possible. Well, let me give you another scripture. Jesus says, in this world, you will have tribulation. All of us have something we're going through. That don't mean that all things are not possible with God. Because there's a reason why we go through tribulation. There's a reason we go through troubles. Paul says, shall tribulation, shall distress. Because he knew we was going to go through it because he went through it. Paul did not live an easy life. Paul had a difficult life. I want to speak to you this morning on something that I preached years ago, but it's going to be completely different, but I'm going to give it the same title. Praise the Lord. Because I want us to have what I'm going to preach on. Praise and it comes from a direct quote that I'm going to read to you this morning. Praise the Lord. Vision of possibility. All right. All right. Praise Listen carefully when I say this. You say, well, I don't have visions. Let me finish. Vision of possibility. Everybody, to one degree or another has a vision. I'm not talking about like a prophet of God. I'm not talking about seeing something happen and then prophesy because you've seen a vision. I believe those things can still happen. But understand those things were in part. The gifts were in part. Y'all are quiet. Paul said, When that which is perfect is come, that which is in part shall be done away with. Can I get an Amen. So we're not to rally around the gifts. That was Pentecost. We are to rally around the opening of the word. Because the word is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. But yet in Mark 9. Let me get my eyes on. One day I'll have new ones. Mark, listen, let's go to Mark 9. I'll, I'll balance this out. Now we know with God all things are possible. Amen? Amen. Now let's go to Mark 9. Verse 23. Boy, it's 23 three times, isn't it? That's my birthday. 23. Something about 23. Jesus saith unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him, not God, not all things are possible with God But all things are possible To him that believe it So now Jesus moves from the Impossibility of The things that God can do To the impossibility of things that man can do If thou canst believe All things are possible With you Jesus speaks to the fig tree. They come back the next day, it's dead. And the disciples marveled that it had withered so soon. And Peter made a comment about how it had died so soon. And Jesus said, if you say, not to a fig tree, but to this mountain, not if I say, not if my father says, but if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. Brother Ram said, he was pointing to the Mount of Olives if thou canst believe. See, we have a problem in Laodicea with fear, with doubt, with unbelief. Can you say amen? Amen. Because we have so many things that, that, that supply our needs. We have so many avenues we can go to that helps us out and God is left on the shelf. But see, when we run out of resources, when the doctor says there's no more things I can do, There's no more surgeries. There's no more chemo. There's no more radiation. There's nothing else I can do. Then what do we do? Then we run to the great physician. And then the great physician can heal us. That's right. That's true. That's sure. But he says, with you. Oh, see, we want to put all things on God and let God do this and God do this. Something came to me this week through a movie that I watched. Christian movie. No cussing, no nudity. I don't watch that junk. A Christian movie about a a pastor that had uh, had been uh, sworn in as a pastor or ordained as a pastor, not sworn in, ordained as a pastor, and he was ordained into this church that was bankrupt. And they was going to sell it. It had been there for 100 years or so. And the people that was left, only 10 or 15 people that was left, didn't want to sell the church. So they wanted to save the church. And so they was trying to do everything they could to raise money. To They had an $850,000 mortgage. And they was trying to make the payments. And they was behind. So they was doing everything that they could. And so they had some some foreign people from Burma, which is now uh, a, a different name that they've named because it's uh, it, it's owned by another country, but uh, uh, formerly named Burma. These were uh, Korean people that started coming to this church, mm. and so the, the the pastor was talking to his son at home. Mm. And, and, and the son was concerned about the Koran because they didn't have enough to eat and the children were hungry and they have no place to sleep and mm-hmm. there was enough you know place uh, uh, for them to live and whatnot mm-hmm. and the government wasn't helping them and so they came to the church for help and the church was broke. The church mm-hmm. couldn't help them either much. Oh, wow. So the, the, the son said something to the father about, about helping them. What can we do to help these people that are starving and have no place to lay their head? So the pastor said, Son, we'll just pray that God will help them. Mm-hmm. And the son replies, aren't we God's help? And I literally sit there and I wept. And my twins looked at me and said, Daddy, what's wrong? I said, y'all don't understand. This hit me so hard that we want God to do this and God to do this. And we are God's body on the earth. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his mouth. Come on, somebody. When people pray to Jesus and the Jesus sends us to them, we become Jesus to that person. Well, yes, oh, hello somebody. Yes, we wonder why don't God do this for so and so? Why don't God do this for so why don't you do something? Why don't you be God's help?
7: Praise
6: the Lord. Yes, sir. Oh, I know God, I got quiet in here because see we're so selfish. We only want to help ourselves. We only want to do for ourselves. Take care of ourselves. Make sure we're taken care of. That is not Christianity. Christianity is living for others. Putting yourself on the back burner and make sure your fellow man and those that are the household of faith are taken care of. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Spend your time, your effort, your energy and your money to help somebody else. That is eternal life, my friend. Jesus did not live for himself. Jesus lived for others. He said, What can you accuse me of doing wrong? All I've done is going around all of Israel doing good to everybody else but himself. The Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. The birds have nests, the foxes have holes, but I don't have a hole myself. He didn't come to live for himself. He came to live for others. We want God to do everything and God wants us to do his work. Claim to be the body of Christ? Then let the body do the work. We are God's help. I remember remember God rest his soul. Brother Mark Jeffries told me that when his dad was, was dying with brain cancer, and he didn't. He was just in and out. He didn't hardly know anything. But he had laid in bed so long that his muscles— start, you know how you get bed sores—they have to turn you, and your muscles start cramping up because you don't exercise, you don't move, you don't get up and do nothing. And so he said, "I uh, he said I was downstairs. He lived in the basement of his mom and dad's house, and he could hear his daddy in his bedroom crying out to Jesus for help because his muscles were cramping so bad, and he was in so much help and so much pain." And Brother Mark told me, standing right there by my car, he said, he said, I asked God, I said, God, why don't you help him? He said, and I would run upstairs and I would massage his legs, and massage his muscles, and massage his feet and his calves and his thighs. And he's, he said, it, it all of a sudden occurred to me that I was Jesus to him. Amen. He cried out for help and God sent him help. Amen. When people are crying out to help, God may send you to be that help. And you become Jesus to that person. Amen. With us, all things are possible. Amen. But see, the, 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 the key the key to this is you must have a vision. Because Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says, "Without a vision, the people, not prophets, not pastors." the people perish Perish. without a vision this church not just me as a pastor but this church must have a vision come on and we must have a vision in unity and our vision must say the same thing it must be about souls not about getting even with somebody that talked about you not About getting revenge about somebody that done you wrong, we ought to be mature adults, mature Christians to get beyond those things. If you don't forgive, then Jesus won't forgive you. Let's move on. There ain't a family here that don't talk. Almost say it again, y'all. I don't care how quiet you get. There ain't a family here that don't talk about things but you let it stay within your family. We're not here to down one another. We're not here to belittle one another. We're here to edify one another and build one another up in the most holy faith. Love one another. Above everything, love one another. The 11th commandment. There ain't 10 commandments. There is 11. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another. Turn to the book of Judges. Oh my, I'm getting some limbs on the tree already. Judges 16. This is not an unfamiliar story, but I'm going to take what the prophet of God paralleled Samson with. Here we are at verse 23 again. Y'all be looking out for 23. (laughs) For good things. The Lord told me this is the best year I'm going to have. My latter years will be better than my former. Uh Oh yeah. All depends on what you interpret that to be. You think the people going through tribulations ain't going through good times. You have to understand why God puts us through things like he did Job. Job's reward was double portion. If you can handle the tribulation, if you can handle the trials, if you can handle what God throws your way, you got a double portion coming. You got a payoff coming. You got a reward coming. But you got to stand the trial. In all these things. Job did not charge God foolishly. But he worshipped. Yes. Yes, That's not in my notes because I don't have no notes. Judges 16, 23. Then the lords of the Philistines. This is after Samson had his hair cut off and he was... Uh, Captured by the Philistines. Then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon their God and to rejoice. For they said, Our God hath delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. And when the people saw him, they praised their God. For they said, Our God hath delivered into our hands our enemy and the destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. And it came to pass when their hearts were merry that they said, call for Samson that he may make a sport or entertainment. And they called for Samson out of the prison house and he made them sport. He entertained them. And they set him between the pillars. Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth. He went to the foundation of the house hello, he went to the foundation of the enemy's house. Suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women and all the lords of the Philistines were there and and there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, oh Lord God, remember me. I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, Amen. O God, that I may be av- once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood, and on which it was borne up, of one on the right uh, with his right hand, of the other with his left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew in his death were more than they which he slew in his life. Does anybody see something different about this scenario than the rest of the miracles in Samson's life? If you don't, I will, en- I will enlighten you. That every time in Samson's life when he come against a lion and he come against the Philistines and killed a thousand with a jawbone of an ass and he did all these things in his life he lifted the gates of Gaza which weighed over two tons and carried them 40 miles. But understand every time that he did one of these miracles the Bible says and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. Interestingly enough in this scenario it doesn't say that. With God all things are possible. But now Samson need things to be possible with him. It does not say the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. It says he did this with all his might. And the victory he had in his death was greater than any time that God came upon him. well some of you never heard this that's why I'm telling you that this is the word that God has given to me that it does not say in his greatest victory that the spirit of the Lord did not come mightily upon him but with all of his might he's, all he said was remember me this once because understand this he was born under a covenant a Nazarite vow so were you every believer is born under a Nazarite vow and you have the ability within you to have the same victory that Samson had but you must be willing to die with your enemy too many people aren't willing to die they want to still live and have the supernatural it don't work that way You've got to be willing to die to your emotions, die to your feelings, die to your anger, die to your temper, die to your bitterness. Come on, somebody. Amen. In order for God to use you, you've got to die to yourself. Amen.
7: Praise the Lord, brother.
6: Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Let me read to you what a prophet of God said about this scenario right here. Lord, just once more, Brother Ram preaches this many, many times. About Samson and every time Brother Branham parallels Samson with the church. No, we gotta we gotta lay this foundation. Now we got no service tonight, so hang with me. It's my first time back, but I may be a little long. Because right now I'm anointed. And right now I have no pain. understand brother Benham parallels this man with the church Amen. this is what he says Lord just once more Hot Springs Arizona 63 mm-hmm. And in, in, in case this matters to you this was after the seals some people it matters some people it don't to me it don't but anyway he says what time is it is there a possibility Samson stood there and said what time is there a possibility Samson happened to think That great God, he's omnipresent. He's everlasting God. I see my mistake. I'm going to repent. Look what goes before the supernatural. You want the supernatural in life, you must must be willing to repent. Oh, that's against my nature. I'm not born that way. But the Holy Ghost overrides overrides what you was born with. The Holy Ghost overrides culture. Yes. Yes, sir. It overrides what your genetics put Amen. in you. Amen. Oh, it's just not my nature. Well, then get a new nature. Amen. The zeal of this hour is to repent. Amen. And if you can't repent, you'll never see the supernatural in your life. I dare say if you can't repent, I question your experience. Because you had to repent to even be saved. Oh, it's easy to repent to an invisible God, but it's difficult to repent to a live human being. Or oh, it's quiet up in here. I understand the difficulty of saying I'm sorry, because you're saying you're sorry. But the the the, the educated ones say I apologize. And some people will not even say that. Because yeah. they got too much pride. Yes, sir. Yeah. Do it's pride to repent. Boy, Knowing in your heart you got something to get somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you it's going to fester. Yeah. And it's going to grow. Oh,
5: yeah.
6: And it's going to grow into bitterness. Thank you, Lord. And bitterness is the only thing I can find that can take Christ out of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Friend, you're looking at a man that has struggled with bitterness oh y'all don't like me to be transparent y'all don't like me to be honest but every pastor struggles with bitterness because people tell you you're the best thing since sliced bread you're the next thing to God you're the best preacher we've ever heard and then the the next week you're the antichrist you're a devil you're preaching false doctrine your own family comes against you telling you that you're leading your people to a tribulation and the devil's hell and I've struggled with bitterness I've struggled with anger I've struggled with revenge y'all can get quiet and sit there and bow your heads if you want to but it's something we all have to deal with people that's lied on me and I knew it was a lie and God knew it was a lie and you want to pick up the phone and you want to straighten it out let's get to the bottom of this come meet me man to man Now, you know when you meet man to man with that kind of attitude, somebody's going to jail and somebody's going to the hospital. That's just the way it's going to be. So the best thing to do is just bow your head, get on your knees, and pray for that person. Because forgiveness is not for them. It's for the release of you. Oh, my. You can tell I ain't preaching three weeks, can't you? He said, That great God, He's omnipresent. This is Samson speaking, Brother Ram laying out a drama. He's everlasting God. I see my mistake. I'm going to repent. And He cried out, There is a possibility that we could do the same thing. This day, don't see the vision like Samson. If we could only see the vision of a possibility, start right here, right now, a possibility. So see him standing there and we say, so this is Samson's. Let's catch a picture of it. This great mighty warrior. Let's picture him this afternoon that he had wide shoulders, great framework. Here here this big bulk of a man stands here blind and tied with strings and led him to the middle of the floor, humiliated, broken, defeated, with the great God of heaven looking down upon it. Down here his critics, drunken soldiers looking down. I'd imagine as they stood there, many Philistines had even shook in their, in their shoes to hear his name. Samson was a mighty name at one time. So was Christianity. At one time. Devils shook in their shoes when we called the name of Jesus. At one time, demons trembled when we prayed for the sick. But now we've lost the vision of the power of the name of Jesus. We've lost the vision of the great commission that Jesus has sent us out that nothing would harm us. We would have power over demons. Power over diseases. Come on somebody. That wasn't just to the disciples. Drink any deadly thing, it won't harm you. That's to us too. But we've lost the vision of what Pentecost had. We've lost the vision of what God's first church was. The power of God that fell so many times in the supernatural was evident at every service. That they could take handkerchiefs and aprons from the body of a dead man And put them on people that had sicknesses and diseases. And they would leave. Not by prayer. Not by anointing oil. Not by fasting. Are you hearing me? By a handkerchief or an apron. From the man of God. And they believed it would do what the word of God said it would do. And it did. Have we lost the vision? Of what Pentecost had. Oh, I know, Brother Daniel, we've had many miracles. That's right. But I ain't satisfied. We've still got Sister Marilyn in a home. We've still, still got Sister Pearl in a home. I want them here. Come on, somebody. Oh, yes, God's brought them a long way. But I'm not satisfied. I want full restoration. Come on, somebody.
5: Yes, Lord,
6: yes. Oh, yes, we've had testimonies even this morning. But I still ain't satisfied. There's still people with needs. There's still situations that's got to be taken care of. There's still people need direction, need wisdom, need understanding, need God's will. We don't want our will. We want the voice of God back in the camp. The shout of the king and word of life.
7: The
6: Lord. I don't want you to hear me I don't want you to know my ideas and my, my, my thoughts I'm not here to tell you What I think about the word I'm not here to give you my interpretation I'm here to tell you What the prophet of God said There is a possibility But you must catch a vision of it That it is still possible That God can work through me Oh, Brother Daniel, I'm a nobody. No. But what if you are a visitor in the hospital? Oh, just visiting a friend, visiting a loved one. Right. And you feel a little unction of the Holy Spirit just right. to pray for him. That's, Amen.
7: Right. That's right. Yes, sir.
6: Oh, but I, 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 Brother Daniel, I'm not a preacher. I don't care. Yeah. Right. If you're in the hospital and God deals with your heart just to lay hands on it, says, could we have a word of prayer?
7: Right.
6: Yes. And you be Jesus to that person. Yes. Oh, but you know what people do? They wait on Brother Daniel. When you've got the power in Amen. you. Amen. I'm not a Nicolaitan preacher. I'm not telling you I'm the only one with power. That's, that's Nicolaitanism. That's right. Take the power from the people and put it on the man of God. I'm not that kind of preacher. Amen. I believe you've got the power in you. Amen. Amen. Never in the word of God is to say only the pastor has the power. I realize I have a responsibility as the shepherd. I realize that. But you got to realize you got a responsibility as the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. And you can't expect me to be there at every given second. When, Matt, when Martha and, and, and Mary called for Jesus, he went the other direction. Yes, Do you have that much confidence in me? That if you called for me to come at a desperate moment and I went on a hunting trip, would you believe I was still led of the Lord? Bless God if he won't come then I won't go back to that church. Oh Jesus delayed his coming until, until it was past the time of their custom for a resurrection. Come on. And they said oh if you had only been here you could have healed him. But he was led of the Father to go the other direction to test their faith.
7: That's right.
6: And one of the, I, I get them, the names mixed up. One of the two, Mary or Martha, said, "We know that He'll raise in the resurrection." See, she's looking in the future. She don't have a vision now. All right, all right, that's right. Amen. She don't have a vision of He's here. Yes. Amen. Quit looking in the future. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's what's wrong with the return ministry people. That's why they have no moving of God in their churches, none whatsoever, because they're looking to a future to the return of a prophet. To do the supernatural. So they're just waiting. Oh we know when he returns. No. You're going to miss it. You are going to miss it. They're looking for a return of a prophet. I'm looking for the return of Jesus. And they have no move of God whatsoever. It's deader than four o'clock in the morning. Because they're looking in the future. I've even heard them Pray. I've heard songs written about it. I've heard men get up and pray and cry real tears. Oh God, send your prophet back. We need your prophet here. And I'm thinking, what in the world are you thinking, man? The mystery of God is finished. God had no more need of a prophet here. Now it's bride time. It's the bride coming of Christ. You don't find the Israelites once they once Joshua took over, you don't find them crying for Moses. Because God said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you take these people over. And you divide the inheritance to the eleven tribes. Our Joshua's here. We are not in need of a prophet. We are not in need of a man that sees visions. No, we are in need of a people that has a vision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I can only get to so to so and so, if I can only get to a meeting where so and so is preaching because he has a gift. When your pastor has a gift.
5: Yeah, right. yes, sir
6: and you feel only recognize the gift that your pastor has, you can receive your healing right now while I'm preaching. If you'll see the vision of a possibility right now this morning, healing is here, deliverance is here, the Holy Ghost is here. Well, if I could only get in that prayer line. Wait a minute! I'm here to tell you, and you listen, Word of Life. I don't care what other churches are doing. Them days are over. Some of you don't like what I'm saying, but you listen to me. Brother Branham tried his best to get away from it. The third pull is here. It is the power of the spoken word. Oh, Brother Daniel, I just want you to lay hands on me and pray. No, I don't have to pray. All I have to do is lay hands on you. The book of James does not say I have to pray if you want me to touch you I'll touch you and if you believe in my touch that my touch is more than a man's touch just like Peter's shadow was more than a man's shadow God can touch you and you can leave here saying Jesus touched me because I promise you this morning Jesus ain't coming down here to lay hands on you but he sent me See, there's too many. I'm going to tell you what's happening. Y'all remember for years I've been telling you it's coming down to one word. Some of you are saying it. And I'm telling you that's what it's coming down to because that's what Satan wants from the beginning. He wants worship. And I am doing a in-depth, very in-depth study on worship about what's going on in the denominations and Bethel and Hillsong and Elevation worship. And listen, they ain't nothing but rap concerts, rock and roll concerts. And listen to me very carefully this morning. Don't get caught up in that. Because I'm here to tell you, the devil's in it. Watch how they act. Watch how they dance. Watch how they dress. Huh? That ain't God. That is not of God. But yet message churches are incorporating all these songs. From YouTube and from all these worship places. That their focus is not the word of God. And Brother Bram said, y'all quiet. Y'all quiet, boy, y'all quiet.
5: brother.
6: Brother Bram said, millions times million, God of this evil age millions times millions are worshiping the devil and don't know it. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've seen in message churches the same actions. The same movements that the music and the working up of emotion and stimulation of the flesh getting people to do things that's not even scriptural. Some of you watch it not just while you're bowing your head because you don't like what I'm saying because I'm coming against your favorite preacher. I should be your favorite preacher. If you Listen to me, listen to me. If you're being fed by internet preachers stop coming here stop it leave today if you can't be fed completely by this ministry leave if you are supplementing your spiritual diet by internet message preachers go to that church move to another state That's what's wrong with people in this church. They've been listening to too much garbage on the internet. And they're confused about what to believe. And they're catching other ministers' visions when you should be catching God's vision of this church. Every church is sovereign. Every church has its own vision.
5: Amen. Thank you,
6: Lord. I'm going to tell you right now, if the word of God is not discerning somebody's heart, every service, I'll resign today. So I'm going to ask for a show of hands. Has the word discerned anybody yet so far this morning? Amen. 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 Two-thirds of the church. Amen. Why do we need some kind of a natural vision that I can see? Why do we need, need me to call your name? Oh. Then you, you, know, you know what that's going to do? That's going to point your eyes toward me. Yes. And that's man worship. And we don't need it. I don't need it. I'll get in trouble with God. But when the Word discerns you, you know it's God. See, some people just come to church just to occupy a pew, they never raise their hands, they never sing, they never worship. They're just here out of a duty because they don't want to go to hell. And they think just coming to church, occupied a few, going through the motions, will put them in the kingdom of God. And you're deceived. If you have not repented, been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Living a life for Jesus every day of your life. Submitting your life every day. Dying daily every day. I'm telling you right now, listen to me clearly. You are on your way to hell. Oh, see, preachers don't preach on hell no more because they don't want to lose members. Hell is just as real as heaven. The difference is heaven has no end. But there is a real hell. And it's not just flames it's torment that you had an opportunity and you rejected it. When the preacher preached on repentance and you refused to repent, you refused to make things right with that person you had a a grudge against. And it ended up festering into bitterness. And you ain't got me to blame because I preached on it. Oh, brother Daniel, surely the... that just one thing won't, won't wind me up in hell ask the rich young ruler how many things it was that he had that wound him up in hell Jesus looked at him and said one thing thou lackest one and later we find out him lifting up his eyes in hell because of one thing well brother, Dan, this one thing this one thing don't matter don't it Where's that one thing going to lead to? Yeah.
5: Oh the Lord.
6: Because you, you, you understand that one thing is a seed. Yes. Right. And it's going to grow.
2: Right.
6: So if you're just coming here just to occupy a pew, oh. just to be a Word of Life church member, we don't have members. That's right. We don't have a role. Praise the role the is up yonder. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord, brother. Amen. <laughs> if you're here out of fear of going to hell you're here for the wrong reason i'm not here because i'm afraid of going to hell because i know i deserve hell and i say just like brother Branham said if he kicks me off into hell into the abyss of hell i will still love him because of the life he gave me here. Because of the grace he showed me here. Because of the mercy he showed me here. I will still love him on my way down to the abyss of hell. Because I know I deserve it. I'm not worthy of eternal life. I'm not worthy of it, uh, uh, an eternal city. None of us are. But by his grace... Through his foreknowledge, he has elected us. Amen. Lord. Lord. So why wouldn't we want to come to church and give him worship? Right. Amen. Amen. Oh, but brother, you preach against emotion. No, I Lord. didn't.
5: Amen.
6: No, I didn't. Amen. I preached against fanaticism. Amen. Taking what brother Branham seen. Mm. That the church of America, yeah. naked from the waist up. Oh, Remember the vision. Dancing to the rhythm of rock and roll. And then the bride must preview again. How did she get out of step? By watching the church that was marching or dancing to the rhythm or the beat of rock and roll. That's how she got out of step. And I'm telling you right now, that's how these churches are out of step. shame, it's a shame, it's a crying shame. A man go to a church to mm. preach and don't know one song they sing in the song service. Mm. Mm. I was raised on the hymnal. Yes,
7: right.
6: yes. Yes. Oh, some of y'all forgot about these. It's what I was raised on. This is what characterized me. This is what built me. The bloody songs. We didn't have screens. We had books and we, we had to learn how to read. We had to go to school. We didn't have these big screens. And when, when the screen, for some reason, this green monkey that runs around here when nobody's here and messes with the wires and moves all the channels and everything and then we come and they don't work, nobody knows the words. No, the only one singing is Brother Brian because he's got his iPad whatever he's using. And we was, most of us was raised on these, these songs. And all of a sudden now the churches and the messes are adopting new worship. That's coming from people that. If you can't question some of that stuff. If you can watch it not question it some of the actions and the way they dress and the way they act. Oh right? It's like people from the jungles of Africa
7: yeah. that's the truth.
6: dancing around a fire painted up to their gods. Yeah. Y'all quiet. You say, you're preaching against so-and-so. I'm preaching against anybody that's doing it. Amen. Amen. They've lost their vision of what God can do. And they think that they... They're trying to get Generation X. In case you don't know what that is, that's the millennials that was born after 2000. So they're they're trying to get them, so they're adopting new worship. They don't think that the old stuff will get Generation X. And if you notice that most of these churches, it is the Generation X that's acting like fools in church. and some of them listen a lot of them are not just doing it in in song service or after the preaching they're doing it while the preacher's preaching getting up running around the church hollering screaming disorder completely disorder anybody do it here I got four men in the back that didn't have a talk with you you disrupt me while I'm preaching they're going to take you out that's out of order but men are allowing it to happen Because they're trying to get generation X. And they won't put them in order. What's it going to be in another five years? A man of God can't even clear his throat. And everybody's clapping. It ain't nothing but a pep rally. They've lost their vision. Christianity used to have a name. Just like Samson did. Mm. See him standing there. We say, this is Samson? A man that slew a thousand Philistines? You can't even imagine that. Your mind cannot even picture a man, one man, killing a thousand men that were armed. And he picks picks up a jawbone of a donkey. You can't imagine that. Brother Ram said they had helmets of brass an inch thick. But understand the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. A lion rises up against him. Brother Ram said a lion can kill six men within a second. He's king of the jungle. He rose up against Samson on his way down to Timnath. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. Mm -hmm. My, he's building a reputation of what the early church could do. Mm -hmm. Ripped him (laughs) apart. Broke his jawbone in half. Ripped him apart. This Mm -hmm. man, one man Mm -hmm. against a lion. Mm -hmm. Comes out from sleeping with a whore. Mm -hmm. Men laying in wait to capture him. Mm -hmm. The gates are locked. Mm -hmm. He's trapped. We can't imagine this either because we look at people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lou Ferrigno, the Hulk. We look at these men that can pick up the back end of a Volkswagen and think,
5: wow!
6: A Volkswagen don't weigh that much. <laughs> have you seen the engine in a Volkswagen? Some of you have. It's about that big around And we look at them with refrigerators strapped to their back trying to race one another. That's about as dumb as anything I've ever heard of. <laughs> trying to find out who the world's strongest man is. I know who he was. He comes to the gates of Gaza. Amen. The gates of a city. I'm not talking about your front yard gates. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Y'all understand, I might can lift those up. The gates of a city. Puts some up. Put some on his shoulders. The early church. Miraculous. Supernatural. And begins to walk. Forty miles. I can't walk 40 miles without the gates. I doubt any of y'all could either. Forty miles, you'd be the other side of Atlanta. With the gates on his back. And the men that were going to capture him go, uh, not today.
5: <laughs> All
6: right. oh, no. I believe we'll wait for to a, another day. If a man can do that, what's he going to do to us? Right. Right. Yes. The Ram yes. said, this is the early church. Yes. He parallels Samson, Amen. building this rep- reputation. When The Philistines hear the name of Samson. They know the reputation. They know what he's done. They know the miraculous. They know about the lion. They know about the foxes. 30 foxes tying their tails together. Anybody want to try that? Burning the fields. Killing 30 men, getting their coats. Because that was the bargain. He said, if you had not plowed with my heifer. He called his wife a heifer. A man like that can call his wife a heifer. <laughs> a man that can carry gates, he got, yeah. His wife ain't gonna do nothing to him. A man that can kill a lion, his wife ain't gonna come up against him. He can call her anything he wants to. He said, Had you not ploughed with my heifer, you would not have known the, the, the secret of my riddle. But they, they 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 come to her and her father and they threaten them and they got the riddle. Answer. And he had promised them if you. If you guess the riddle, I'll give you 30 chains of garments. So he went and killed 30 men. (laughs) Because he didn't have 30 chains of garments. What kind of man is this? What kind of reputation is he building? The Philistines tremble. You remember in the scriptures, I don't have time to turn there. Remember in the scriptures when Samson was hiding up in the hills. And the Philistines knew where he was at, but they wouldn't go to him. So they went to Samson's fellow Israelites. And said, go and bring him down to us. Y'all remember? Some of you don't read your Bible, so I'll tell you the story. So instead of these Philistines that were not shaking in their boots, going directly to Samson, they went to a couple of Israelites. And said, you go and bring him down. And Samson says to his fellow Isra- Israelites, as long as you do me no harm. Because Samson was not called to kill his brethren. Amen. Right. Yes,
5: right, right.
6: Samson says, I will go as long as you do me no harm. Right. What? Yeah, go ahead. How can these men do him harm when a, when a lion couldn't? Because he was not called to be against his fellow man. Right. We are not called to be against one another. Amen. And that's when they brought him down to Philistines and they thought they had him. Mm. And they bound him and he just snapped them like twigs. Mm. He's building a reputation as the early church in Acts did. Right, right, right. And now what's happening? I've got to come down to my point now. Now I'm starting to preach. Samson, because of a woman, mm. a church that he was fellowshipping with. Mm. Uh, uh, oh, my. A false church, mm. a part of the harlot system church. Mm. It's sizzling in here, boy. Oh, I can smell the smoke burning. Oh, my. We know a woman types to church, types a church, any church. So he's fellowshipping with the wrong woman? And the, and, the, and the general of the Philistine army comes to Delilah. Mm-hmm. He says, Find the secret. Mm-hmm. We know there's a secret to his strength. Mm-hmm. Because that man, that one man by himself can't do the things that he's done. Mm-hmm. There's a secret somewhere. Find it. Mm-hmm. Use your your seduction. Mm-hmm. Use your body. Mm-hmm. Use your sweet, honey-dripping voice. And what a thousand Philistines couldn't do.
5: What a lion
6: couldn't do. One woman. Because the Bible says she vexed his soul daily. 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 And so being the type of man that Samson was, deep and dumb and stuck and stupid. <laughs> Each day he give her a, an answer. And it was wrong. Yes, sir, was. The Philistines come upon him when he fell asleep in her lap. And she said, Arise, Samson, the Philistines be upon thee. And he rose and snapped everything in two and beat the Philistines up and they ran for their life. Mm. And he comes back to Delilah. <coughs> <coughs> What's the matter, honey? You lied to me. You don't love me. Mm. Turned on them switch of crocodile tears. Mm. Oh, Ooh, Jesus, help me, Lord. That's oh, a You know, there's a lot of women got that switch yeah, to get what they want. It's real. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, help me to get through this one. (laughs) You don't love me. You lied to me. Tell me the truth, Samson. You know how much I love you. She's a whore. Excuse me for the word, but it's in the Bible. You want me to use something a little more elegant? Prostitute, streetwalker, red light district woman. I don't know what you want me to call her. She wasn't only seeing Samson. There's not enough money with just one man. You'll understand that's how they make their living, not with just one man. And each day, the lie that he told her got closer and closer to the secret. Go read it.
7: That's right. Eventually
6: it got to braiding his hair. Putting things in his hair. In the beginning it was. Bind me with green ropes. Bind me with this. But then he gets to his hair. Each day he's getting closer to the secret. Because she is seducing him. Because he's fellowshipping with the wrong church. He's laying his head in the lap. Of the wrong woman. And he's becoming comfortable. And he's losing his vision of his covenant. Finally, he gets tired of the vexation. And he tells her all his heart. An angel came to my mother before I was ever even formed in my mother's womb because my mother was barren. and said, you shall have a son. He shall be a deliverer of Israel. But he shall be a Nazarite from his birth. He shall not drink strong drink. He shall not touch any dead animal. He shall not cut his hair all of his life. And he said, if my hair is cut, I will be like any. Listen to this. Listen to what the church is saying. If you cut my hair, if you take my covenant from me, I will be like any other church. I will be as powerless as the Baptists. I will be as weak as the Methodist that has now incorporated the six-colored flag in every church. I will be as weak as any other man. I will be no different if you take my covenant from me. They come in, shave off his head. And she says, Samson, arise! The Philistines are upon you! And the Bible says... He got up and said, I will go out as before. But the Bible also says he wished not or he knew not that the spirit of the Lord had departed from him. Why? Fellowship with the wrong church. She took from him his power. these people these churches and even sometimes ourselves included we have lost the vision yes, of what we're supposed to be who we're supposed to be Amen. the things that's supposed to be happening in every service in our midst Amen. if we say God is here then the supernatural should be here Amen. I mean if we get this quiet but I got to i got to deliver the Word. Amen. Amen, Jesus. Thank you for the truth, Lord. Amen. He said, same message once more. This is in Chicago. August of 63. Remember when Samson awoke the next morning, or that night, rather, seeing he was hemmed in. He could feel back on the back of his head and know that he was a covenant son of God and there was nothing could hem him in. The church, the church once stood like that too. Nothing could stop him. Picked up the gates. Nothing could stop him. Yeah. Still a covenant son. Realize there's a reason why there's a new testament. A new covenant. You know where it's at? It's in his blood. He tells the disciples... This is the, We read it every communion. This is the New Covenant, New Testament, which is in my blood. That's the token. That's the life of God in you. Without it, you're hell bound. We are covenant people. Feel back now. Ain't nothing stop me. Pick up the jawbone. bone. Ain't nothing stop me. I'm a covenant son. From my mother's womb. I'm a covenant son. Mm. This is the church. Brother Ram said this is the church. The church once stood like that too. Nothing could stop them. Mm. What did he do? He rose up, walked down the street, pulled up the gates out of the sockets and put it on his shoulders and walked to the top of the hill and sat down. Many standing there that that afternoon remembered that event. But look at him now. Blinded. Mm. Mocked. Just a sport. What has happened now? Entertainment has entered the church. Oh the singing is no longer inspired, it's just entertainment. Oh my Let me make this clear to you people. As the pastor of this church, we are hosting this big singing in August mm-hmm. with Brother Liz from Iowa. Mm-hmm. We're hosting this banquet for the young people. We're hosting this singing on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Okay? Praise but I made it clear up front. This is not a night of entertainment. Some of y'all didn't want to hear that. This is not a night of entertainment. This is not what it's about. It is not to entertain your flesh. It is to worship Jesus, the Lord of lords, and the King of kings, the fairest of 10,000, the lily of the valley. Come on, somebody. The church had come to making sport, entertainment, Preachers cracking jokes all the time. Won't even preach the word of God. Don't have nothing to say because they're not in the word of God. They're not studying the word of God. People are starving to death. Listen to what he says. I'm not done. The church once stood like that too. What did he do? He rose up, walked down the street, pulled up the gates. Many standing there that afternoon that had... Remember that event, but look at him now. Blinded, mocked, just a sport for the enemy. All of his powers that he once had for his protection for God's achievement that he had been born in the world to do had been stripped from him by a woman. Lord, don't let me, don't make me go there. Lord, don't make me go there. Do you know how many men are afraid to be the man mm. of their house Boy, because their powers mm. of manhood Boy, have been stripped mm. by a woman. Boy, He's got no backbone. Mm. Boy, brother. I won't set her down. Mm. You find your place in the word of God. Mm. I find my place in the word of God. Right. Right. Hello. Right. You don't rule it with a rod of iron but sometimes It's necessary because of the spirit of the age. According to the prophet of God, bring them back to the right mind. I don't care whether you like it or not. I didn't say it. I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Hello? Many men are afraid to be the man. And the man is going to give an account for the house, not the woman. That's why children are doing the things that they're doing because of the woman. It's allowing it. And hiding it from the husband. And he's afraid to set them all down. Got no backbone, spineless, coward, yellow. My My daddy stood up. I was 17, 18 years of age. Thought I knew everything. You know how they are. One comedian I heard said I I was going to call NASA. Say, I got somebody y'all need. No, uh, 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 he he knows everything. No, I'm telling you, he knows everything. Y'all need him. You know how young people can get? The old man knows nothing. The old lady knows nothing. Listen to me, young people. Don't you ever call your daddy old man. Don't you ever call your mother old lady. That's disrespectful. You'll find your day shortened on the earth. You'll go to an early grave, you disrespect your parents. God called them to be your parents for a reason. Respect them, obey them. My daddy was five foot five on a good day with good shoes. He said he was plucked green. Five foot five. I'm standing there five foot ten. I got five inches on him, thinking I can whoop him. You know how young men are thinking they can whoop daddy. Good luck in that. Daddy might not be as big or might not be as strong, but he's ten times smarter. I tried to rise up against my daddy one time. You understand, you understand when I say one time? My daddy had me on the floor so fast, I thought it was Bruce Lee. (laughs) He just put one foot behind my ankle and hit me in the chest and back I went. He said, Now what you gonna do? He looked up at me. He said, I'm gonna tell you something, boy. This is my house. And as long as I'm the head of this house, you're going to do what I say. You're going to get home at a certain time. Oh, there's no curfew anymore, is there? There's no guidelines anymore, is there? Oh, they just do what they want to do. Go and do what they want to do. Sleep with who they want to sleep with. Kiss and slap around and touch and whoever they want to do and drink and smoke weed and do everything they want to do. Nobody says jack to them. Mm, then wonder why they're in the condition that they're in. Because nobody parented them. Nobody corrected them. Thank you for the truth, Lord. You know the reason I am the man that I am today and that I live the way that I live? Because I had a daddy. He didn't play games with me. He said, If you don't abide by my rules, there's the door. And I knew he meant it. They say, oh, brother, times have changed. No, times have, but principles haven't. The Word of God hasn't. Why do we have a shooting every week? Why do we have uprisings? Do you notice who's doing all the uprisings and who did all the riotings during the pandemic? Look Look at who was doing it. It wasn't old folks. It was Generation X. You know why they was out there doing that? Turning over cars and burning police cars and looting things and rioting and pulling down statues and doing stupid stuff? Because they didn't have a daddy. They didn't have a mama to correct them. They had no correction in the home. Some of y'all are getting quiet. Listen, it's your business what you do in your house, but it's my business to tell you the truth. Amen. And I know as a father, I got to give an account to God for what goes on under my roof. And ain't no nonsense going on under my roof. Because God's going to hold me responsible. But you know what's wrong with this nation? You know what's wrong with churches? You know what's wrong with pastors? They've lost their vision of a possibility. Oh, Brother Daniel, it's too far gone, is it? Church ain't too far gone. Samson wasn't too far gone, as bad, as low as he got. Do you you realize they put this man in the millhouse? Grinding corn into meal? They used him as a mule. Think of this for just a minute. I'm closing. It wasn't a long sermon because I told you when I started preaching. They was using him as a mule. Usually mules or horses do this. Don't you think they would have thought for just a minute, how was this man pulling this stone? All right. Any of y'all want to be hooked up to a mill and pull that stone around and grind the corn in the mill? I doubt any of you could pull it. Surely they would have thought that his hair began to grow. If they really knew, if they, if they really had a revelation of the secret They'd have shaved him bald as a cucumber every day. He'd have been slicker than onion. They'd have had a man over him 24-7. If he'd seen one hair growing, sh- shave it off. Yes, sir. But they didn't have the revelation that the roots... Yes. See, Satan didn't understand when the bride tree was cut down, the roots remained. That's why a prophet of God came in 62 and preached the restoration of the bride tree. You know why? The roots were still there. It's going to grow again. The bride tree will grow again. It will be fully restored again. That's why if you're going to cut down a tree or if you're going to knock down a tree, you better make sure you get the roots. Because if you don't, brother, it's going to grow back. Samson stood there. And no doubt all the past was going through his mind. All the past victories, Brother Bram said, passing through his mind. Things the, when the Spirit of God came mightily upon him. And he's seen that nothing was impossible to God when the Spirit of God came upon him. But now he's in a position, he don't ask God to come upon him. He says, just remember me. And see, if you're in the book, God can't forget you. Samson had done some stupid things some dumb things some idiotic things but he was still a covenant son because the roots remained and the roots began to grow hair feeling back there oh they are growing the covenant's still there they didn't stop growing i'm still a covenant son so he told the lad he told the young minister that we'll take this message on to the coming of the lord Lead me to the foundation of hell. The gates of hell shall not prevail. You know why? Because the church, the true church, the bride, will get the revelation. Because this revelation, this church is not built on Peter. It's not built on the man Jesus. It's built on the revelation of who he is.
3: Currently, right now, who he is now.
6: And Samson began to realize he's the same God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same God. He's the same God yesterday, today, forever. Yes. and forever. Whatever he did in the past, he can still do now. But yeah. I, I, I don't know if I feel worthy enough to ask him to help me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to with all my might. Mm-hmm. Because I have the power of possibility. Because my vision has now grown that mm-hmm. God can still do the same thing yes. through me. Mm-hmm because I'm a covenant son. So instead of the spirit of the Lord coming mightily upon him, he with all his might. See, that's why I read to you the scriptures, the two scriptures that says, with God, all things are possible. And then the third scripture I read to you said, with you. See, in the early church, God came and all things were possible. Mighty things were done. But now we're in the... Brother Bram said this is the scene of the church now. Right. Mm. This is where she's at now. Not waiting for the Spirit of God to come, but now we bring the Spirit of God with us. Amen. Amen. We bring our licks of fire together, make the pillar Amen. of fire together. We don't have to wait for God to come. We bring God with us. Amen. We don't have to wait for Him to show up. No. I bring Him with me. So now here's the church in all their might, in all their power, with you all things are possible. He has his greatest victory without the Spirit of God coming mightily upon him. Destroys the pillars, destroys the foundation of hell with the power that was within him. What are we able to do with the power of God that is within us? Take me to the pillars. Take me to the foundation of hell. When Jesus died, where did he go? He went to Satan's office himself. Knocked on the door. Went to the very foundation. Knocked on the door. Satan opened the door of hell. He oh, here you are. I thought I got you when I got Elijah uh, 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 or, or Elisha when I got these different ones, these different prophets. I thought I got you when I got John the Baptist. I thought I got you when I got this one. But here you are. I got you now. No, you don't got me. I got you. My blood's still wet on Calvary's hill. And I've come to take over. Snatched the keys of death, hell, and the grave off the side of Satan. Kicked him in the backside. Slammed the door and rose triumphant on the third day. And said these words Even as I overcome, ye shall overcome. Well, glory. Let's stand. I ain't done, but I got to quit. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise this morning. Come on, somebody. Isn't he wonderful? Thank God. Thank you, Lord, for the strength to preach this morning. Give the devil a black eye. (laughs) I hope you got the word that God gave you this morning. Catch the vision of possibility. That we can become a church that can write a book of Acts. That the former things that was done, and we read it, we say, wow, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not just with God all things are possible, but with you. If thou canst believe. If you can't believe, then forget it. If you can't believe, forget it. And if you're not a believer, you're one of the other two. Mm. I just happen to believe he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I just happen to believe that the rehab rehabilitation center can dismiss me early. Oh, I'm gonna give the devil a black eye. Gracias. if you've seen the video my, my wife posted you see me grimacing I was partly joking but I was mostly in, in reality it hurt they put a strap on my ankle and had me pull that thing back that and yes ma'am it hurt <laughs> he, well, he, well, he said can you give me a little more I'm like This, you know, this measuring thing, he wanted to measure how far my leg could bend. You know what I did? I gave him a little more. I just jerked on that thing a little more and gave him about three more inches. He said 100 degrees. All they was looking for was a 90 degree bend and I gave him 100 degrees. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord Well, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord Well, I promised him that I would serve him till I die I'm on the battlefield for my Lord Well, I said I'm on the battlefield Oh, I'm on the battlefield For my Lord, I promised him that I'm singing now. Well, I'm on the battlefield. Oh, yes, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Well, I promised him that I'm. Serve him till I die. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Sing it. I'm on the battlefield. Well, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I promised him that I serve him till I die. I'm on.
1: When the morning comes When all the saints of God are gathered home We will tell the story How we will overcome We'll understand it better by and by Oh, by. Oh, when all the saints of God are gathered home We will tell the story you will understand
0: For your faith. It's so wonderful to have our pastor back. I love all the brothers. I especially love brother Isaac, you know, that have been mentioned here, but it's something different when it's your pastor. Amen. So thankful for the Lord's done for him. I did not expect him to go down the stairs right there. So he caught me completely off guard, but that's wonderful to see. Amen. So good. So good.
7: In um, of Florida. Praise the Lord. Uh, today is a blessed day. We you know that God moves in a mysterious way. The reason why I am standing here is the behalf of a good brethren back in Florida, Jackson's family. We grew up together, we've been church together. They're still going to church. But they're situation with his wife sick in the hospital for a couple months. I think it's a few months I don't remember. Couldn't talk, lady here couldn't talk. The doctor everybody they gave him over she called the family and make will for everybody that she was gone. The doctor they gave her over. She doesn't deal no talk. She was gone. And uh, a couple of weeks a few weeks or a few days ago, Brother Jackson, we call him Jackson Stanama, he went to the hospital, and he said he just go, and he rests his hands on her head, and said to her Nam, that's what she called her Nam, I am Renford, I am here. She shake her head and wake up. It's, oh, yeah. He said I am back. He said I am back. And the reason why I said it, that it was ta- I was talking to him. We were talking together with him. I called him. I talked to him. I said, brother, it's not your hands. God, use your hands. Because we are his hands, we are his feet. No, you represent her. You, you are his wife. God, speak to you. Lay your hands. He didn't say you to pray. Lay your hands and the moment you lay your hands she said Robert says I am back I'm saying wasn't he your hands it was God through your hands so anything Jesus we are the representation of Christ Jesus so then I said to him when Jesus called Lazarus he didn't say he didn't call everybody name there's a special name he called Lazarus Lazarus said, I heard and I know that voice. And he come forward. Because Lazarus was, was a friend of Jesus. So you are his wife. So you call her back. And now she's home. She's home from then. From the day she, he lays hands on her. He's home. She's home now. And I can say, we are, as Brother Daniel was preaching, we are. We represent that we are looking on Jesus right here now. He's here in our hands. Use it. Don't let us use what we have. Use it, brother and sister. We are the representation of Jesus Christ. I just want to say he's not here, but I want to tell you all that God works miracle to you. you can done anybody any hospital, anywhere, you can lay your hands. You don't have to pray. Lay your hands. I give you praise. I thank God for the word. Give God the glory.
0: Amen. Somebody had posted that on Facebook in the group this morning and I meant to mention it and you know how I am. I forgot. So appreciate Brother Basile mentioning that once again. God showing up and showing off, amen. But as our pastor said this morning, all these things are wonderful, but we want more, amen. I certainly want to see Sister Marilyn and Sister Pearl back in the house of the Lord, amen. Just believe it's gonna happen. Sometimes out of sight, out of mind, it's easy to forget, but we don't need to forget. We need to hold on to them and keep thanking the Lord in advance that it's already done, Amen. It's been so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. It's going to be a while till Wednesday, I bet. Just hold each other up in prayer. The Lord will strengthen us throughout this week. Give us whatever we have need of to get through the week with all the people we deal with each and every day. Amen. Everybody happy this morning or this Amen. afternoon now? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Give Try, I just throw up my hands as we're dismissed this morning. When everything has gone wrong,
1: you got your back to the wall. Satan's coming on strong. He really wants you to fall. He'll send trouble your way. Even sickness is a part of his plan. i so